Big day ahead here in Toronto. We are standing by for the Premier. It is 1 o'clock address where he will no doubt also talk about the numbers, which are not great again today. 165 new cases of COVID-19, 50% of those cases under the age of 40. I'm waiting for some more choice clips from Doug Ford about don't party. Why has everybody got to party so much? You know, everybody stop. I don't know why everybody wants to party. I, I enjoy it every time. Well, I just yeah. ask people, just hold off on these parties. I, I don't know why everyone wants to party so badly, but enough. I just want to cut foot loose, Doug. Everybody cut foot loose. That's what I want. Guys, you got to rein it in. Simple as that. Well, I, I don't feel like reining it in. I don't. Breaks my heart. Um, what's going on in Ottawa? A couple of big things happening today. We got the finance minister, Bill Morneau, expected to testify or rather take questions at the uh, finance committee at two o'clock today, talking about we and why it was that maybe he should have, you know, should have recused himself. I recuse you, sir. From the awarding of that contract, and of course, Global News, big exclusive this morning, big exclusive. Turns out that that deal was handed over to not the charity, but this other entity that just gotten charitable status and existed for the stated reason of real estate holdings. And that is the entity that actually was awarded the contract from the federal government. Meanwhile, in Ottawa, Justin Trudeau is hoping and praying that Julie Payette just blows up, just (laughs) sets herself on fire. (laughs) This after reports that the governor general has created a toxic climate within the governor general's office, and Julie Payette's secretary has now sent a memo to Rideau Hall employees promising to improve the working environment. Listen, in space, no one can hear you scream. Meanwhile, at Queen's Park, a rally this morning from parents who say, I don't really care about much of anything other than getting kids back to school. You can have your wee scandal, you can have your toxic environments, but if we're going to open bars and people are going to be going out and doing all kinds of crazy things, that means the numbers are going to go up, like we were seeing them going up, and that means we might have a problem getting the kids back to school, and if we don't get those kids back to school five days a week, there is going to be a world of hurt. Here's one of the parents from this morning's protest. The hybrid model and solely online learning are not going to work for single parents like me or for any kind of working class family, working moms. And we have to fight to, to do it safely first and foremost. And so that we can have schools full time because it's a crisis. I have to work. If I don't work, I I'll have to move out of my apartment. I have to support my family. Camille Caramali, as our global news reporter, was covering the story today, was down there at Queen's Park. Hi, Camille. Hi, Alan. Yeah, still down here at Queen's Park, but uh, this rally ended at noon, so no one left here. But even at its peak, uh, I would say maybe about a dozen people at this rally. So uh, just to be clear, pretty sparsely attended. But as you heard there, the people that did attend had uh, some pretty emotional, powerful uh, things to say. Uh, Many of them were single parents many of them juggling multiple jobs. And as we were interviewing them, that one single parent that you just heard from was actually juggling uh, a kid in her hand, a toddler. So it was a very apt 
image of uh, of what it's like to be a single parent uh, as this kid was trying to wiggle out of her arms. But uh, that's sort of the message they're trying to get across is that uh, nothing aside from the full-time in-class model will work for them. They don't want the hybrid model with the virtual and the in-class model that is an option on the table. They don't want the full-time virtual classroom model that is also currently on the table. So currently the, the provincial government has left it up to each of the 72 school boards to decide and come up with a plan of which model they'd like to go along with by the beginning of August. Uh, so what these parents uh, are trying to say, and mind you, there were a few NDP MPPs here as well, sort of rallying the troops. But what they were saying was that, look, uh, without um, this uh, full-time in-class model, they're, they don't really have any options. They're going to have to stay home from work and won't be able to pay the bills. And then on top of that, there was a real push for the Doug Ford government to uh, put more funding into schools. There's talking about uh, more staff, because if you imagine with physical distancing, you're really only allowed 15 kids per classroom, which means you're going to need more classrooms, more classroom space, more staff. And the number they kept on quoting, or at least the NDP MPPs, including Jill Andrew, was that uh, really it's seven cents per student for PPE that is being allocated out there. So they're saying that's not enough. Put more money into the system and uh, and make it a full time in class uh, system across the province. Listen, and I think the people out there who are skeptical of any time they hear, you know, the NDP or the teacher unions uh, saying, you know, well, well, what we need is more money. We need more teachers. We need more resources in schools. I mean, I you can be cynical and criticize that. But the fact is, if kids are not back in school five days a week, people can't go back to work, Camille. Yeah, and, and that's exactly the point that they were trying to get across. Now, you know, there are the more fiscally prudent uh, people in this province who are saying, look, we're already, uh, you know, millions, billions of dollars in the hole, and uh, and really putting more money in schools is probably not the best option in their opinion. But, uh, you know, we had Mike Schreiner here, uh, who's uh, the Green Party, the only Green Party MPP in the legislature, and uh, he was saying, look, uh, to... To help this province grow again, uh, and uh, I found that quote, I guess, the most convincing or the most powerful of, of any of the MPPs that did speak here was that, uh, you know, to get this province back on its feet, you go- you're going to have to need people to get back to work and have some normalcy. And the only way to do that is to take the kids out of their hands and back in school. So that math kind of made a little bit of sense in terms of uh, countering the argument that, hey, why should we be spending more money on uh, PPE for students and more staff? I'm kind of mystified by the lack of leadership that I've seen so far by the Minister of Education and the Ministry. I mean, to say, well, you know, it's up to you, individual school boards. And I understand when the Premier says it's different than it is in Kenora than it is in Toronto. But nevertheless, it doesn't make sense that we don't have a firmer understanding of what's on the table. I mean, those three those three scenarios that you pointed out are wildly different. And I can tell you from experience, the fully virtual one, if it's the same thing we had in the spring, that doesn't work because that's not what we had. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I'm imagining there's going to be a lot of hiccups uh, as they try to figure this out, because even the TDSB has come out with some sort of idea of what they want. And, uh, 
you know, it, it, it's different in, in that they're going to want uh, 48 minutes to allow teachers for some prep time at the end of the day. Uh, you know, they're sticking to the 15 students per class across the board. But different school boards, you know, there's variations. I, I, what I'm trying to say is that there's, it's not the, as simple as three options, right? It's not as simple as having the hybrid or the virtual or the in-class each one of those will have different variations. And, and so I think you're right. The province in some capacity needs to step in and step up because uh, to have such crazy variations and some might not work and some will go through some hiccups and some will go through a very steep learning curve. Well, it's, it's going to be it's going to be quite uh, chaotic, I think, once September hits. Um, Camille, you're a young man. Uh, did oh, you hear that, the pre- yeah, yeah <laughs> you, did you hear the premier's exhortation yesterday please rein it in it, quit quit partying i don't yeah, know why you need to party simple as that yeah rein it in it, it, you know what if Doug ford hadn't said that i'd still be partying thank you thank you <laughs> mr ford well, i just ask people just hold off on these parties i, I don't know why everyone wants to party so badly but enough enough camille i know i thanks dad <laughs> Just to be scolded? Is that, yeah, is that, that why that, you're <laughs> on? I feel like I'm a favorite just so you can wag your finger at me sometimes. Teenagers are odd. <laughs> Camille Caramali is our global news reporter and resident youngster. Uh, and you can see his story tonight on Global News at 5.30 and 6. Camille, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm just going to hop on my skateboard now and uh, do some ollies. Thanks. <laughs> On your way to a party, no doubt. Exactly. (laughs) All right.